The contents of the lab report are meant for educational purposes only. They are not meant to be misconstrued as medical diagnosis or treatment advice. Today on the lab report, we're going to talk about damps, pamps, lamps, <laughs> mamps, immunity, inflammation, and sterile inflammation. Flamps? No. Champs? No. The world of medicine can be challenging. Clinicians and patients are always looking for more options, more effective treatments, and in the end, more answers. Functional and integrative medicine focuses on addressing root causes of disease. Here at Genova Diagnostics, we've watched this field evolve and grow for over 35 years. We've not only adapted, we've led. Join us as we talk about functional medicine, laboratory testing, and optimizing health. Welcome to the Lab Report. You had me at flamps. Hmm. It does seem like a Dr. Susie sort of it does. intro. It does. <laughs> which is, as you know, right up my Absolutely. Uh-huh. Hello! Hi, Michael Chapman. How are you today? I'm doing just fine. How are you, Patty Devers? Crushing it, as per usual. Hmm. Do you ever do just fine? No. You sure? Why? Do you feel differently? <laughs> <laughs> the worst. You're the worst. <laughs> anyway, this is a podcast. It's called The Lab Report. It's brought to you by Genova Diagnostics. Thank you to Genova. Thank you. And it's where we talk about things like specialty lab testing, integrative therapeutics, functional precision medicine, all that sort of good stuff. And if you like that good stuff and you like having fun, well, you've come to the right place. You sure have. Welcome. Yeah. And if you're returning, thanks for all of your support. You know, go to iTunes and Spotify. Maybe follow this show. Leave us some rates, some reviews, mm-hmm. some stars, all that mm-hmm. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. If you have additional feedback, you can send that to podcast at gdx.net. That's our email address. And uh, what else do we have for the peoples? Well, if you're a consumer out there and you're interested in ordering Genova's testing yourself, head on over to connect.gdx.net. That's Genova Connect, where any consumer can order our testing themselves, and we can help connect you with a provider somewhere in your area to help guide your health care. And we also have a promo code yeah, for the Lab Report I was, I listeners. Was say, yeah. yeah, I think we didn't give that out last week, but we did not. we're definitely going to give it out this week, which is... The Lab Report 20, that's our promo code. You can get any testing that you want through Genova Connect, whether that's a stool test, whether that's a nutritional assessment or things of that nature. 20% off. That's right. And so uh, that's that's like a limited time, guys. You got to get on that, yeah, right? The holidays are coming. Oh, nice. You know, get yourself ready for the new year, uh-huh. all that sort of good stuff. So um, yeah, use it up. Speaking of the holidays, Patty, what's what's on your holiday wish list? What do you, what do you got? What am I supposed to get you? Got any ideas? Same thing you got me last year. Nothing? Right. <laughs> you know what? I, I do have an idea. What's that? Since the holidays are coming, you know what we should? We should have a, a merch shop where you can get the Lab Whoa. Report merch. And then people can be gifting. Like, la- Actually, last year, the year before, I got you the Lab Report socks, which yeah. you still do wear. It's our faces. I'm all wearing them socks. right now, to be honest with you. And this is not even a setup. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah, look. I'll show you. Oh my, <laughs> you are. So Michael currently is wearing socks with our faces all over them. That's so right. I'm thinking we should have like a merch shop for the holidays. I like it. Yeah. We should probably consult somebody in IT or somebody yeah. who knows how to do that sort of stuff. <laughs> Good point. Also the graphic designers or somebody, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how help. these things are done, we but uh, yeah. that's a great, great yeah. idea. I yeah. love it. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, anyway, let's get to it. Yeah. Let's, let's start mm-hmm. talking about what we're going to be talking about. Well, in the intro, I think you went a little overboard with all the different amps. Today, we're really just going to focus on damps, lamps, and pamps, but I think before that, we need to bring it back and start Yeah, we from can't the start beginning. there. That, no. does, that makes no sense Heck to anybody. No. Start from the beginning. 
It's time to break it down. I mean, I just figured we might as well break it down, right? <laughs> That's kind of what we I need love to it. do. I love it. Okay. What, what are we breaking down? Damps, pamps, and lamps. Right. Well, I think if we're taking it back to the beginning, yeah. the realization that damps, pamps, and lamps have a lot to do with immunity and inflammation. So let's start there. Let's break down immunity. Sorry, I was listening to that sweet bass. <laughs> That's that upright bass. Sounds great back there. Way to go. Yeah, okay. Let's let's talk a little bit about immunity in general. So I think a good branch point is always starting with this, this the adaptive immunity versus the innate immunity. Mm-hmm. Two of the, the two main branches of your overall immune reactivity and your immune system, how you handle infections and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and to be frank, the adaptive immunity is the one that has the great PR agent. It's mm-hmm. the one that everyone <laughs> focuses on all the time. It's where we have our B and T cells. And what that really translates to is, you know, when we think of you develop an immune response to a particular thing over and over, right? So like you get infected with a cold virus, body recognizes the cold virus now you start creating antibodies to that cold virus so that you can have a better shot next time it comes around that sort of thing um the innate immune system is more like boots on the ground real time uh it's before you have any sort of cellular memory about things that you encounter um and they're essentially responsible for handling kind of that first exposure uh i think it was tom williams actually who said that the adaptive immunity is actually not all that uh, adaptive compared to the uh, innate yeah, immunity, yeah. Uh, which was a great episode if you want to hear more about these two concepts. But um, that's where I would start with understanding just in general the immune system, right? Yeah. Basically, you're born with innate immunity. Yeah. It's things like your membranes, your mucous membranes, your skin, barriers like that. Right. The response is general. There's no memory and it's immediate. Adaptive, you develop over time. Yeah. It has a memory, and every time it re-encounters that one antigen, the the response right. is stronger and stronger and stronger. So those are the differences. They work together, yeah. right? Which is great. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, they both uh well, they both keep you alive. <laughs> That's a good thing. How's that to break it down? That's good. But besides that, they can also kind of go a little haywire. Yep. Right. That's that's kind of the flip side of this entire story is that if they're not kept in check and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But if they're they're not regulated and this is a runaway process, um, that is very, very bad as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's just start with something everyone can wrap their minds around an immune response to a pathogen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like a bacteria, a virus or fungus or any other microorganism. So all of these little microorganisms that are pathogens have little molecular signatures on them, their yeah. patterns, yeah. things like bacterial LPS or some of their nucleic acids or the cell wall components. There are little patterns on microorganisms. And these are what are called PAMPs, pathogen associated molecular patterns. It's really just like their fingerprint, right? Yeah. And basically, the immune system knows that it's non self, right? Yep. This is something uh, that is a molecular pattern that doesn't look like anything human uh, or anything related to this particular organism. And so uh, it's a better way to say it, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that, so they know that something foreign is going on. There's some sort of problem, and they definitely need to figure out what is going on, is a very <laughs> general way right. to explain that. Right. So these pathogen associated molecular patterns, or PAMPs, get recognized by the immune cells. There are these little receptors that are on your immune cells mm-hmm. called pattern recognition receptors, and we're going to call them PRRs moving forward. Mm. It's just receptor on immune cells that looks at this pattern, this PAMP, and says, boom, 
that is a pathogen. We're going to trigger an immune response to let everybody know about it. Right, right. And you mentioned them before. I, I'll speak to them a little bit uh, in, in more detail. So examples of these are the bacterial LPS. LPS is a molecule that certain bacteria have on their cell wall. And so, uh, the, you know, the, the pattern recognition receptor, the PRR is like, oh, I know what that is. That's mm-hmm. that's a pathogen. Yep. Um, you mentioned viral nucleic acids, meaning just sort of segments of viral DNA mm-hmm. um, that the, the body recognizes as foreign. Uh, similarly to, to, to fungi, um, these are kind of just triggers that the, the system knows what to look for. Right. So your innate immune system, like we said, things like your skin integrity or mucosal membranes, they recognize. So these these innate immune system cells have the pattern recognition receptors. They go, boom, there's a PAMP. So what happens is they form an immune response. Everything starts coming in to, to help fight against this pathogen and this PAMP that was recognized. Then eventually your adaptive immunity kicks in and starts to develop B cells and T cells and antibodies against that particular pathogen. Yeah, exactly. It's like they make a phone call, right? Yeah. They essentially send out, and that phone call is a little bit in, to oversimplify it, in the delivery mechanism of sending out these different cytokines, which then tell a lot of the area immune system and specifically the innate immune system, hey, I need some reinforcements. Can you guys come in and, and help you know, take care of this uh, this this thing that I'm s- signaling here, and uh, a lot of times that's done by dendritic cells. Mm-hmm. Dendritic cells play a huge role in, especially our GI tract, but all over our immune system to recognize some of these PAMPs. All right, let's reiterate. Let's close the loop on the PAMPs. So basically, you have your innate immune system. These mucosal surfaces or your skin recognizes a PAMP pathogen associated molecular pattern and it triggers that immune response the the immune response sends out the signal boom we got to kill this pathogen the adaptive immunity eventually kicks in all of these cytokines are released there's this whole inflammatory cascade that happens things like you might know from inflammation redness soreness mm-hmm. swelling pain. heat mm-hmm. pain right so all of those things come into play to try to kill this pathogen which is great and then there's a switch within that immune cascade that says, okay, we're good. Let's shut this down. Yeah. And there's different things that can uh, interrupt that process that we'll talk about in a little bit. But one thing that's um, maybe not so apparent, because like you said, we're so used to thinking about this process with pathogens, Mm -hmm. but there's another type of molecular pattern called a damp, which is a damage associated molecular pattern. And so basically um, this is when you have inflammation, not because of a pathogen, but because of some other reason. And this is often called in the literature sterile inflammation, mm-hmm. which I guess now that you know what it is, it makes a little bit more sense. But I don't, even when I'm reading about this and thinking about it, I don't naturally immediately know <laughs> what are the things that cause inflammation that are sterile, right? Because I'm just mm-hmm. so yeah. used to thinking right. about pathogens. Right. But a very simple thing is stubbing your toe, twisting your ankle, mm-hmm. you know, basically you're a klutz. <laughs> and now because you did something dumb, you uh, have inflammation. It's not because you have an infection, but it's because you're, you're just a klutz. And it's, it's basically there's damage to some kind of a cell that's causing things that are inside the cell to be recognized outside of the cell. And, right. I'm, and, and your immune system will react to this. And I, I use this example because it came to me when we were preparing this, that think about something inside your house, like your couch supposed to be in your your house. If you were walking down the middle of the street and you saw your couch in the middle of the street or you're in the grocery store and you saw your couch, you'd be on high alert. And that's kind of what happens with the immune system. There are things that are supposed to be inside the cell that are being seen outside the cell. So now they're ready to act. That is a really mind-bending analogy. (laughs) 
Why? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of if I was like walking down the street or it was like I'm in the grocery store and then all of a sudden my couch is there. Boom. And I have to know it's my couch because the kids have drawn all That's over right. it and the cat has scratched it to pieces. I'd be like... That's something you don't see every day. And you would say, oh, I'm recognizing that's supposed to be inside my house and it's not. Now what? So it really caught your attention. Am I wrong? <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah. And, and that is what a damp is. I think it's important to note, too, it's not just being a klutz. I was making a joke there. Uh, there's other things that can cause apoptosis of a cell, right? There can be reactive oxygen species and a lot of oxidative damage. A cell winds, gets to the point where it's you know so permeable that it's no longer functioning. Um, once it blows up, then it can release some of the cellular components into the bloodstream. And then the body's like, what's going on here? <laughs> We've got some major issue going on. There's cells blown up down the road. <laughs> Apparently houses are blowing up and couches are <laughs> flying through the air. I don't know, but uh, it's that's not none of that's good. No, but those intracellular components are what damps are damage associated molecular patterns, and so it's really stuff that was inside the cell that is now outside the cell. Things right. like ions or intracellular proteins or mitochondrial components. These are damps. Right. And so they are also recognized by pattern recognition receptors, these PRRs on immune cells in mm -hmm. the same way that PAMPs are. The, the dendritic cell or another type of tolerance uh, cell is looking around and then it sees something like this that, like you said, is supposed to be inside of a, diff a cell, not just floating around. And they, again, they s pick up the phone, they call the immune system and they say, hey, we've got an issue going on. Uh, I need some recruitment, right? So sends out all these cytokines, uh, causes inflammation, causes blood vessel dilation. That's how you get swelling. Um, starts generating all these reactive oxygen species because it's not sure if it has to fight something. Um, and so there you go. There's the inf inflammation process all over again. But like we said earlier, you get all the same things. Redness, swelling, warmth, pain, all of the stuff with that inflammatory response. But again... Rubor, right. tumor... <laughs> Calor, dolor. All of those ors. Mm -hmm. But then what happens is eventually the neutrophils and macrophages and monocytes and some of the natural killer cells, they switch to produce different cytokines to stop the recruiting, to keep this response in check. Yeah. So eventually, again, at the local level, it says, okay, we've got this under control. Let's shut this down. Okay, let's recap. We had PAMPs, which is pathogen-associated molecular patterns, which set off your immune response. PAMPs. Damps. Then we have damps, which is damage-associated molecular patterns that set off that sterile inflammation. Your couch at the bus stop. That's right. <laughs> and the last one we're going to talk about is lamps, which is also called lifestyle-associated molecular patterns. What? Which can set off your immune this system. This sounds made up. It does, and it's somewhat fairly new so in all of the research. <laughs> no, it's real. Okay. And they're talking about how our lifestyle, the Western diet and sedentary and all the things that we do, our lifestyle has outpaced the genetic adaptation of the immune response, which is causing these lamps. You want to talk a bit, little bit about lamps, Michael? Not the lamps in your house, near your couch. That's in the middle of the road. <laughs> we're, we're near my couch. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, basically, I think you said it very well. The, the, the fact that we have a lot of new molecular patterns, right? So it's a lamp. It ends in molecular pattern. A lot of new things that we're being exposed to that are fairly novel as far as, uh, you know, timeline of our exposure to them, to, mm -hmm. that the body reacts somewhat in a similar sort of way as if it's some foreign protein that it's not necessarily recognized. And so this can come from exposure to toxins. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of toxins, we haven't had a lot of time to really kind of get used to them and not react to them. Um, but also, you know, more general things that are produced because of a poor lifestyle. So some of the things on this list that are 
kind of patterns associated with lifestyle. It's not that the body's recognizing a particular molecular signature. Like, you know, I'm thinking specifically here, we're talking about how diet and physical activity, sleep, stress, these things can impact lamps. But it's in an indirect way because they lead to the production of things that are somewhat foreign. One example would be what's called cholesterol crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where high amounts of LDL, they bind to these pattern recognition receptors on immune cells, which then engulf them and form cholesterol crystals. And these crystals uh, are sort of seen somewhat like a damp or a pamp in the fact that when the body recognizes them, they send out that inflammation response to try and take care of it. I do want to make the point that it's not necessarily all LDL. It's really just the fact that because of our Western diet and how terrible all of our diets are, it's a high amount of LDL, far surpassing what it had been used to recognizing as great, that self. This is now overwhelmed, and now it's looking at it a little bit differently. Yeah, so our uh, poor lifestyle choices is going to lead to the oxidation of LDL, mm-hmm. um, which is, can be a biomarker called oxidized LDL, yep. which is a signature for cardiovascular risk. So the crazy thing when you think about it is that oxidized LDL leads to inflammation, and this is one of the reasons why a lot of modern cardiologists are starting to recategorize cardiovascular disease as an inflammatory condition, yes. right? Yeah. And so you can see where all these things are tied together. This diet, lifestyle, stress, these these poor lifestyle choices lead to the oxidation of LDL, which then is seen as a lamp. And that inflammation that is triggered because of that is really what puts you at major risk. And the reason that this lamp signature causing an immune reaction is different is that our bodies have not adapted as a way to shut this inflammation off. It's basically, you know, the the eradication strategy hasn't yet evolved to shut this down. So you get that chronic inflammation, which leads to cardiovascular disease. Mm -hmm. And to your point, is now being categorized as a chronic inflammatory condition. Yeah, and it's almost like a chronic low-level yeah. systemic inflammation yep. that is that it's done here. It's not similar in the sense of, you know, a bacterial response or stubbing your toe or something like that. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit different in its overall impact, but the process is very, very similar as if there were a pathogen or something like that. And I suppose that this is also another form of quote-unquote sterile Inflammation, right? Right, because there's no pathogen involved. Yeah, right. okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, Travis, you're back from uh, vacation, uh-huh. huh? Uh-huh. It's about time. Aren't you going on vacation in like another week? Yep. Do you Do you ever work here? Do you show up? <laughs> we don't really pay them, so. Fair enough. What time is it? Oh, you know what time it is. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Wait, what time is it? Oh, I think you know what time it is. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Question of the day. Okay, that one's the least egregious of all of them. I'll allow it. We need a new one. These are getting stale, don't you think? I'll work on it. All right, what do you got for a question? All right, well, actually, this question wasn't sent in. It's my question for you. Hmm. Even though I, I did this with a piece of paper as if it did come <laughs> It's in. like a peek behind the curtain there. <laughs> it's really my question for you. <laughs> in, in this podcast episode, we covered PAMPs, pathogen-associated molecular patterns that cause an immune response. Yeah. And we talked about how the immune system comes in and it self-limits itself and turns it off. Then we talked about DAMPs, damage-associated molecular patterns. They come in, immune system kicks in, then it can self-limit itself. But in this last one, we just 
finished on lamps lifestyle associated molecular patterns we talked about how the immune system gets triggered but we haven't evolved enough to be able to know how to turn this one off so the question is what do you do how do you fix it what do you do about lamps naturopathic medicine yeah yeah say more yeah i mean so it's actually not all that different from the damps and the pamps, right? In both of those cases, if you want to try to reduce this inflammatory response, then you want to reduce exposure to it. And it's not so different from lamps where basically you want to reduce exposure to things that your body's not used to understanding and taking care of, such as toxins. Um, and that can be environmental toxins. That can also be basically toxins that are from processed foods, I would say. Um, you know, things that are... <laughs> If you turn over the label and you look at all the ingredients, I mean, how many of those things are basically produced and combined in a laboratory setting and are not necessarily normally part of the food that we would be eating? So, uh, I mean, from that standpoint, I would say focusing on whole foods that, you know, things that like grow out of the ground or fall from a tree or run wild that you throw a spear at, you know, those sort of mm-hmm. like whole foods. Um, and you're, less- you're, Are you throwing spears at things? Is that happening in the Chapman Hall? I have a friend who does. All uh, right. Like I said before, eliminating a lot of your exposure to environmental toxins as much as possible. We talked about that kind of over the last episode as mm-hmm. well. Um, and then focusing on the things that in general help to promote inflammation reduction, such as movement. Right. We know mm-hmm. that's a signal for decreasing the inflammatory process. Uh, I would say excess carbohydrates avoiding excess carbohydrates would be a bit on that list as well because we know that high glucose levels can cause things like endothelial damage production of reactive oxygen species you know of course not smoking things like that that are going to reduce reactive oxygen species and cause these proteins to be damaged in a way that uh, your body responds to and then lastly like stress and sleep you know these are also biggies that uh, you know stress alone is you know chronic high cortisol in response to stress is an inflammatory trigger in and of itself and so you know that's a lot of uh a lot of things that you can do but they all kind of roll up into you know a lot of things that we talk about all the time on this show bada boom bada bing naturopathic medicine i mean that's one way to go about it or Uh we could like really expose our genome to lots of high level radiation (laughs) to get it to evolve faster and then we actually will be like superheroes right you know it's sort of like Hmm. you have the the radiation exposure and then your genes change and then you're a superhero like the x-men uh we could try that too i suppose that's a terrible idea it seems risky I agree with you. It seems <laughs> it idea. seems quite risky, and our chance of cert, you know that working out to our benefit probably low. But uh, I don't know, Patty. I mean, pizza's pretty good, right? Uh-huh. I, I like pizza, <laughs> uh-huh. so uh, I, it's I don't know. It's sort of like I could flip a coin on this one, to be honest. Well, good luck to you, sir. Next time on the Lab Report, Doctor Robert Fredrickson. We are going to talk all things magnesium. I love magnesium. You should. I don't love what happens when I take too much of it. Ooh, yeah. Stay tuned and figure out what happens. You've been listening to The Lab Report. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to our podcast, rate us, and leave us a review. To learn more about Genova Diagnostics, visit our website at gdx.net. There you'll find information on specific testing, educational resources, and how to connect with our show. Call us at 1-800-522-4762 or email us at podcast at gdx.net. Dude, Mm. this might be the first time in recent memory that we've actually 
promised a topic in the prior week and actually delivered it. Yeah, we shouldn't have set that precedent. That was <laughs> that was not smart because well, now people will maybe expect that we have the capacity to do that at least one other time. <laughs> well, I think we pulled this one off, so I'm happy with it. Are we sure we have Dr. Robert Fredrickson? For <laughs> I'm next sure. Week? Okay. Yes. All right, good.